Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? My name is Ben Biddick, the host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. I hope you enjoy episode 19 of the podcast as I speak with surfer Tommy Shimonetto, known on Instagram as Chicago Surfer. The first time I learned there were people surfing the Great Lakes was when I saw the film Step Into Liquid. I watched this film on an iPod on a commercial flight to Kuwait prior to our journey north into Iraq to do my unit's part in the global war on terror. I was deploying to the desert with a unit from Wisconsin and we left the Midwest that was being pummeled by a snowstorm. Crammed inside a commercial airliner between rifles, Kevlar helmets, an assortment of gear and my battle buddies leaning heads as they tried to sleep away the time and discomfort, the small blue screen mesmerized me with an awe of what the earth and its people could be and do. As I watched the film, I was also shocked to learn that there was a surf scene in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, not far from where my unit was deploying from. With no ocean within 1,000 miles, there was a group of men and women who surfed the Great Lakes and took great pride in it. That year, I often visited the emerald ocean waves of that film in my mind, as moments of anxiety and fear tensed, swelled, surfaced, and passed. They carried and comforted me through that time as I dreamed of my family and the two-year-old daughter I ached to raise. The waves were with me as I arrived home and continue to be with me as I work to be present in that peace. A few months ago, I came across an image of a man with icicles in his beard. His name is Tommy Shimonetto, known on Instagram as Chicago Surfer. He was gracious enough to be a guest on the Get Up Nation podcast. He was kind and welcoming and described a band of unique men and women who surf Hawaii and ocean coasts and the Great Lakes. He and his friends live in awe of the water. They film it, they surf it, they drive for hours to join it and be present. Get Up Nation, I offer you Tommy Shimonetto as he shares how he and his friends live a passionate and present life that doesn't stop or slow down just because it's cold. When did you first learn about landlocked surfing? Probably around nine years ago. Basically, uh, long story short, took a trip to Kauai, surfed for the first time, Came back to Chicago, me and my wife were still living in Chicago, bought some stand-up paddle boards because we thought we could just flat paddle, and one day the winds were kicked up and we were surfing. And we did that for a good year, just me and her. We still didn't know that there was a whole surfing scene and surf shops and and everything around all the Great Lakes. So you recently relocated to the Sheboygan area. Is that primarily because of the surf scene? One, the surf scene. The surf is really great. The people uh, and the friends that we've, and the relationships that we've, we've made over the last seven years of traveling back and forth to surf up there, it just seemed like a great place to, one, raise our, our daughter, who just turned four in December, 
and we just liked being at the beach. And living in Chicago, it was just kind of a pain to get to the beach and and to get the, the access. And we wanted to be closer to the water, and Sheboygan financially got us two blocks away from from one of the, the best breaks that, that we served. So you grew up in Chicago. You were raised there. You did some skateboarding there. A trip to the Hawaiian Islands led to your first exposure to surfing. Is that right? Yeah. And then you transitioned to the Midwest. What is it about surfing that you love so much? Oh, there's, there's, there's so many different things. The soak, when everyone's out in the water, kind of everyone's on the, the same playing field, uh, playing field. There's so many walks of life that, that, that surf, uh, anything from lawyers, doctors, construction workers, teachers, artists, you know, the list goes on and on. And, but when we're all out there, everyone is pretty much looking for the same thing, and that's just to try to catch that, that best wave of the day or that session or see one of their friends catch the best wave of the day. That's, it. that's pretty much it. You surf in both the Hawaiian Islands and in Sheboygan. What kind of reaction do you get when you tell Hawaiian surfers about what you do in the Midwest? Well, when we first came back, uh, well, went back to Kauai, we've been actually very fortunate that our schedules and work allow us to actually travel every year back to Kauai, and we usually stay for a month. The first or the, yeah, the second trip back, I had already started surfing on the lake, and as we were starting to tell some of the people that we, you know, some of the locals that they'd made friendships from the year before, they just didn't believe it. We started showing them, you know, photos, and they were kind of amazed. And also, obviously, it's very cold. Or our water is much colder year-round, but primarily our biggest surf season is the fall through the winter months. We get the colder air hitting the warm water. This is better ways. The, the other difference between the two is, you know, with fresh water, it's less buoyant than the than salt water. So there's a little bit of that to negotiate when you're paddling out. And then the, the time between the waves, like when you're surfing maybe at even the West Coast or, or anywhere else on the ocean, that is sometimes those swells are like 20, 30-second intervals between waves. You've got plenty of time to paddle out, kind of see where the set waves are coming and get yourself in the lineup. Lake surfing, you're looking at six, seven seconds between waves. So mm. it's, it's a nonstop cycle which makes sometimes paddling out to the lineup just treacherous and daunting and a lot of labor to get out there. If somebody's interested in trying to surf in Sheboygan, what do they need to know? They should contact Mike over at EOS Surf Shop. They've been in business for, I think this is going to be their 20th year in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Who would have known that you know, there was surf shop? Uh, but there's plenty. There's Third Coast Surf Shop on the Michigan side. Lying over there's got two shops. It sounds like there is a pretty established group here that is committed to this. In some of the research that I've done, refer to Sheboygan as the Malibu of the Midwest. Is that pretty accurate, or is that an overstatement? No, it's definitely the Malibu of the Midwest. And that that statement probably comes from Lee and Larry Williams, who are two uh, twin brothers, born and raised in Sheboygan. And I would say they, they pioneered the surfing scene there. They've been surfing the lake for 50 years now. Pretty amazing. They started the Dairyland Surf Classic some 28 years ago, Labor Day weekend. It's basically a gathering of surfers from all the other Great Lakes, even some of the Hawaiian Islands and, and from around the world, any, any surfer. And if there's waves, there's a surf competition. If there's no waves, it's kind of just a prone paddling competition. And then there's a big potluck 
towards the end of the evening where everyone just gets together, tells stories. Definitely something to check out. What other spots in the Great Lakes people enjoy surfing at? Any spot is going to produce good waves on a certain swell direction. So, you know, Milwaukee has its own scene, Racine, Wisconsin, Kenosha, the South End, where I primarily surf most of the time before I started traveling more north to Racine, Milwaukee, uh, Sheboygan, and, and even all the way up to the UP. Pretty much any, any anywhere on the Great Lakes, there's you know, there's going to be waves and uh, certain spots, actually, you know, will definitely produce more in better ways. You posted recently a photo of you and a friend with icicles hanging from your beards. What are some of the safety concerns with surfing in Sheboygan in these sub-zero temperatures? Well, the, the only precaution would be just make sure that you're you're with someone else. Our water's obviously at 34, 33 degrees, and then the air temperatures can be wind chills minus 30 to 40 below. So you definitely need the right gear, being the wetsuit, and... Just having to be sure you got safe entry with shore ice and then safe exiting the shore ice does build up quickly. Those would be some of the, the major concerns. I see. And it does it does thin out too with the winter with the winter surfing. There's not as many that want to go out in, in those type of temperatures, those conditions. But there's definitely enough of us that uh, we live for it. We love it. I love your Instagram post. Your photography is amazing. I love how you go into detail about how the ice gets incorporated in the surf. Um, are you? I'm guessing you're using some drone technology for some of these images. Yeah, recently I picked up a drone and just added it to some of the stuff I like working on. You know, photographing in the water or now with the drone stuff. It's definitely like an endless imagery that I just. Just keep trying to find the different ways of viewing the lake or viewing the, the waves from above now or at more of a down low profile. So it's definitely yeah. been fun. I'm loving it. You are an excellent resource for people to understand local surf spots, areas of danger, wind and weather systems in Sheboygan. What else are you available to offer others if they want to learn more about landlocked surfing? Wherever they're planning on surfing, I can pretty much put them in contact with any of the guys or girls that surf those areas, like anything else, if people still want to, you know, have their local surf break kind of respected and and um, if someone's new, just make sure that they understand some of the concepts or some of the way the lineup works and and just to not be going in if it's that dangerous with more, you know, with the ice and definitely someone's first time, you wouldn't want to be taking them out with those types of icy conditions. It's just Fighting the waves is uh, is enough. Let alone trying to get out. You know, when you've got seven foot, eight foot of shelf ice in front of you, and you're kind of throwing your board up and using the leashes to tether yourself and pull yourself up and over these, these ice shelves. Is there anything else you'd like Get Up Nation listeners to know about you, the Sheboygan surf scene, or landlocked surfing? Landlocked surfing is just a Kirk who runs it. Is just a a great person, and they're just trying to bridge the gaps between uh, the ocean surfing and, you know, with the landlocked surfing, you know, either river surfing or lake surfing, surfing, you know, great lake surfing, and just trying to, you know, help other people if they want to get involved, have the right resources where there could be surf shops or, you know, local restaurants or anything, anything to that nature to kind of help communities themselves thrive and, and 
I always end the show with six quick questions with people who are doing interesting things and overcoming challenges. Would you mind running through six quick uh, questions with me? Absolutely. Who are you thankful for today? I am thankful for my wife and my daughter. What are you thankful for today? I'm thankful for the opportunity to talk to you and just keep making relationships, friendships. How do you fuel the fire within you? I would say I fuel the fire with nutrition and training. So in the those winter months when you're getting out and doing what you love, those moments of getting out into the ice, what is one thing those moments of adversity have taught you to value? Just being present, to be present and just enjoy that moment that some people may not be able to enjoy or have that experience. It means a lot. What are you doing today you never thought you could? Uh, talking on podcasts. My second podcast that, I, that I've done and... Just tend to get nervous, real nervous with them. Well, I appreciate being a guest on this one. And then this is my last question: when, What will you do? What will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? Try to try to reach my own personal goal. Every day I try to set some sort of intention to get there and do the best I can to get there. Uh, if I can't, I'll just try again the following day. Kind of like I'm always just chasing chasing it down. If people want to contact you, should they just contact you through your Instagram account? Instagram is. My, they're pretty much the only platform I'm using now. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate you taking out time to talk with me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, if you ever have any interest in surfing on the Great Lakes, definitely give us a call.